Well, hello. Welcome back. We are now officially in November. I guess we have been for a little bit over a week, two weeks now almost. And while I know that we are getting closer to the holidays and I do have some killer episodes coming up on the holidays and nutrition and fitness that are actually like rational and reasonable, Today, I want to talk about something that I have seen trending in as long as I have ever coached. Um, For coaching, I, as you may know, I work with clients who need nutrition coaching and workout coaching, and then I have people who do my guides. I have a diastasis recti guide and that postpartum guide, and often they'll ask me questions, and I notice a common theme with no matter who I'm working with, and while I notice it in my job, I can pretty much guarantee that it laces through any aspect of life, not just fitness, probably financial and relationships, friendships, all kinds of things. But I'm going to be today just talking about fitness because that's my industry. And the thing that I've noticed that is trending through all of them is there are two types of people that I come across when I am talking to people about fitness and health or when I'm working with people in fitness and health. And typically when issues arise, the waves get big, things don't work out the way that they wanted, person number one puts their head down and starts focusing on the negative. And person number two focuses on the positive and can see specks of mistakes, but they're focusing on the positive. And I found as a coach that these two differences make all the difference in the ability to succeed. So today I want to talk about this a little bit about these two types of people, keeping your head up and focusing on what's good or looking down at the ground and focusing on what you think you can't do right. Also, once you finish this episode, I want you to go back to my very first episode, which is on the all or nothing mentality and how to fix it. It's going to be very, very helpful for what we talk about today. And also my episode number 16, conquering your fear of failure. Those two episodes are really going to link with today and our negative thoughts and that thought process. And today's show sponsor is HydroJug. If you honestly want to know the secret to beauty and health, it's water. Water is so important. And I love these jugs because they're 64 ounces. I have this nice thermos that you can buy a thermos to go over it. It has a strap. So when I'm places with my little kids, I'm hands-free. My kids can drink out of it. I can even order a straw to go into it. It has a really easy unscrewable lid. And it just helps me be able to bring water for the whole day and not have to bring multiple water bottles. We recently went to the beach and it was so nice to just load up. I have one and my husband has one and we just filled them up and that's all we brought to the beach. And we had 120 ounces on the beach and it was so easy, hands-free. You can use the code SIMPLE10 and it will give you 10% off anything on their site. Again, it's HydroJug, H-Y-D-R-O, J-U-G. And with the code SIMPLE10, everything is off their website, 10% off, and it just makes it such an easy way to fill up your water and go for the whole day and know that you're not going to be dehydrated, which again is such a key to health. So let's get into it. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. 
I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. So here's the deal. Every single week I review client forms. You know I'm a personal trainer. You know I help women online, women and men, I should say, anyone online who wants some nutrition or workout coaching. And every single week they send in client forms. And there is an entire group of people who every time they send their client form, they will notice the one to two mistakes they made and they don't see the quote unquote, good job things they did, you know, which there might be five, six, seven, eight, nine of those. There will be inches changing and they'll tell me how frustrated and discouraged and how they're failing. There is another group of people that won't do things perfectly, but they'll write me and say, I'm trying, I drink all my water, my macros are a little off, but I got my workouts in, and they're a totally different feel to them. And I've noticed that their results are often linked to their attitude. And that is the honest truth. And I've seen this for years. I've now coached for over 10 years. I've coached forever and this has always been a thing. So as I was thinking about this, I started doing some research and I found some really interesting stats on our ability to see things positively or negatively. One research study I found conducted by the National Science Foundation said that around 80% of our thoughts are negative. 80%. I literally was like, no, that stat's not right. I definitely have to start researching that. And I looked and looked and I kept seeing that same stat. And honestly, my mind is blown that it's so high. But at the same time, I'm not that surprised. So we have anywhere from 12,000 up to like 70,000 thoughts a day. And if you think about it, if 80% of those are negative thoughts, what is controlling our mind? negativity. And negativity never has positive outcomes. It's just that simple. Negativity does not breed positive outcomes. If you struggle with negativity, I want you to write that on a piece of paper, put it on your mirror, put it on your fridge, put it in your car. When you're being negative, you need to remember that. Again, negativity does not bring positive outcomes. Being negative is just so common. Another study I found said that the habit of prolonged negative thinking diminished your ability to think, reason, and form memories. This made so much sense as well because you probably know someone as well that they're a black and white thinker, it's always a catastrophe, everything's a big deal, or they seem to not be able to get out of their own way when they're trying to solve their problems. And it's easy to look at that person as like, oh, they just can't see it. But literally, it is hindering their brain's ability to think and reason. So that's why they can't see the solution because they're just drowning in this figure eight, you know, the infinity circle of negativity, and they can't see a solution. If your brain doesn't have the ability to think or reason or form memories, essentially, this is draining your brain's resources. Like, it will not function super well. Another study I found reported in a journal of American Academy of Neurology found that the cynical thinking also provides a greater dementia risk. So that means if we keep thinking negatively, we are more likely to have dementia as we age. And that is such a hard illness to deal with. So we do really want to try to avoid that. And we see how negatively negative thoughts are impacting our health. Now, obviously, negative thoughts can range from all types of things. But the most interesting thing is there are common negative thoughts that most people seem to struggle with. And the six most common ones, I'm going to tell you, and you are going to be like, oh, yes, I've seen it. And as I read these and researched these, I was like, yes, I see these same sentences written over and over again in social media, when I talk to friends, even thoughts that I think myself because... 
if I'm honest, I am far from perfect on being a positive thinker. It is something that I work on. There are pieces in my life that I am really good at being positive, and there are pieces that I am not good at being positive, and I tend to shoot for the negative side. So as we talk about this today, I want you to recognize as well that I am by no way a master of this. It is something I am working on as well, which is why when I see it in other people, And then I recognize in myself, I realize how common it is and why I wanted to address it. Number one, there isn't enough time. So like people think life moves so fast, I can't keep up. And just like they feel there isn't enough time. Number two, I'm totally inadequate. I should be, insert whatever you want, smarter, richer, you know, more fit, more successful, more attractive, whatever you want. I should be. Number three, the world is an awful place and you focus on all the bad things that are going on in the world. The truth is there is a lot of craziness going on in the world. I had to stop watching the news because I was like, this is just wearing on my soul. And actually that was one of the tips that I read when I was reading about negativity and how to like weed out negative thoughts. A lot of researchers said, stop stop watching the news because it was literally making people feel awful and focus on the negative. Because the truth is, The negative sells a story. I've seen another study done where they posted on social media a negative story and the comments were galore and all the engagement was super high. And then they post something like positive and uplifting and it's like, oh, okay, crickets. No one's talking about it. No one cares because it doesn't like rile up the system as well. So that's what the news does as well. So that was one of the tips that I found in researching the subject was to stop watching the news. But it is true because when we overly focus on that, we do start to feel negative. Another one was, I'm a failure. Anytime you're trying to do anything, how often do you think that? I'm a failure. I can't exercise good enough. I'm not good at my job. I'm not a good mother. I'm not good at, you know, A, B, C, whatever. Insert whatever. I'm a failure. Another one was, I don't know what I'm doing. And the sixth most common was, no one cares about me. Those six things, you could probably pick one or two that is probably played through everyone's mind. I'm going to repeat them again. I want you to find one of them and think about how you can kick out that thought process as we move on. So again, there, there isn't enough time. I'm totally inadequate. I should be, insert whatever. The world is an awful place, you know, insert whatever's happening right now. I'm a failure at, insert whatever you're struggling with and you feel like you're failing at. I don't know what I'm doing at, insert whatever you're trying to learn or improve or do, or no one cares about me. The thing that's also tricky about this is as we think these negative thoughts, they cause other health problems. They cause headaches, they cause chest pain, they cause fatigue. They cause upset stomach. They cause sleeping problems, anxiety, depression, and social withdrawal. If you look back at just a handful of those and you're here for health or fitness, you will realize that anxiety, depression, fatigue, those are actually all going to be linked to your ability to maintain weight, to lose weight, or to put on muscle. And that is 100% true. So if you're having a lot of negative thoughts and then those feelings are increasing, then you're going to struggle to do whatever your health and fitness goals are as well. So here's how this also kind of works. 
Our brains, as we talked about, they need to function well. And in our brains, if we're having all these thoughts and a lot of them are negative, we're not going to get a lot of dopamine in. And as I looked into this, I realized, wow, these really are two competing, you know, things that are going on in our brain. So we want dopamine. That's the thing. Dopamine is killer. It helps us have positive experiences. It triggers warm feelings and thoughts and just makes us feel good. And when we feel good and warm, we feel more empowered. We feel more confident. We feel more likely to take positive risks where we feel like I can do something. I can try something new and I can succeed. We just feel more on top of our game, the more dopamine we have in our minds. But dopamine is always competing with cortisol. Cortisol runs rampant when you're having negative thoughts. And it's also hyped up, obviously, by stress. Cortisol is the fight or flight hormone, basically, that ramps you up and helps you know, you know, it's an alarm system of like something bad's happening, fight or flight turns on, and the cortisol raises. So dopamine is like the good job pat on your back, and cortisol is like the slap you across the face. And they're kind of always competing for like calm, peace, you know, warm feelings, or like stress, discouragement, negative thoughts, cortisol. And one is always winning out. And the other problem with cortisol is it wrecks havoc on your core, on your ability to lose weight, because a lot of cortisol receptors are in your stomach, which means you are more likely to store weight. It is harder to release fat when you have really high levels of cortisol. I know that's a big one. I know my head trainer, DJ, was struggling. She is super healthy, lifts a lot of weight, very aware of what she eats, and she was having some issues with weight, and she got her hormones tested, and they were like, oh, everything looks great, but your cortisol is through the roof. You have to kind of be aware that like, what is controlling my mind? Am I letting negative thoughts which feed the cortisol or am I letting positive thoughts which feed the dopamine and keep me calm and make things easier and more controlled? The mind-body connection is super real. I took a class in college and I know I talked about this in previous podcasts. It was called Mind-Body Connection. And we went over study after study after study of how our minds affected our bodies, affected our ability to function, affected our health, and how everything was truly connected. As I've explained what the negative thoughts do, they've also done studies and they found that positive encouraging things, positive thoughts, when we're telling our brains good things, can produce chemicals that can lower your blood pressure, reduce your risk of a heart disease, make your immune system stronger so you can resist infection and diseases, lower your stress level and make you less anxious, help your stomach problems, insomnia, and back pain. I was shocked with the back pain. I was like, oh, I did not even know that was linked. Make sure you're happier and more optimistic in the future. So as I lay out those two things, what your negative thoughts are doing, they're pushing your cortisol, they're causing all these bad things. What your positive thoughts are doing, they're pushing your dopamine, they're causing all these great things. We have to learn to shift our thoughts, and that's what I want to get into now. This is something that I work on constantly as well, but we have to think, how can I think differently? And I talk about this a lot on my social media on Deliciously Fit and Healthy. I'll give examples of how people think about food or how people make things, you know, the all or nothing mentality or how they try to be perfect about things. And I think that those habits, that thought of perfection feeds the negativity, the thought of the all or nothing that I see everyone else doing something. So I must do it perfect as well feeds the cortisol. It is feeding the side that we are trying to diminish. 
So how can we shift these thoughts? How can we try to make them better? I'm going to give you a few very, very simple ideas that I want you to try this week. Nothing complex, but you are going to be able to implement them right away. The first one is you need to be more grateful. I do a I own a push journal, which helps me like write out, you know, my work for the day and like what I have going on and how I can like grow my business and make sure I'm a good mom and all these things. And at the top of every single day, it has a line that says, I am grateful for, and I have to write down what I'm grateful for. And I have found that on the days that I write that and the days that I take the time first thing in the morning to think about that, I do a little bit better that day. And research has shown that when we focus on gratitude, when we focus on what we do have, that we have less time to focus on what we don't have or what's not going well. So I'm going to encourage you when you're starting to think a negative thought about a situation, a person, whatever it is, try to shift your mind instantly and say something you're grateful for in that situation because it can kind of help shift instantly that cortisol and that dopamine. It's simple, but I really do think it works. You can do a gratitude journal where you write something down every morning and night. You can keep it in the middle of the day, whatever you want, but I am going to encourage you to write down something you're grateful for and in that moment to think of something that you're grateful for. The main purpose of this is it helps you point out the good for yourself, and that is why it's helpful. Along with, I mentioned writing it down, is truthfully write down your negative thoughts. Write them down because oftentimes as we write them down, we realize that they are distorted, that they are not telling the whole picture, and it can help us purge those thoughts as well. Sometimes I will get a client who will send me an email, and it will be four paragraphs of negativity. And I have said back to the client, I need you to reread your email. (laughs) And I know that sounds weird, but I think they write it and they don't think about it. And I'm like, I need you to reread your email because I need you to hear the negativity in it. And they'll write me back and go, oh my gosh, I am, I sound so negative in that. And then we'll talk about negativity and positivity and how that affects them and how it's affecting their ability to succeed. Not only does it help you see the distorted view. So once you write it down, reread it. Even if you read it like a day later, reread it. And then also it can help you purge the thought. Sometimes when things are in my mind and they're taking over, taking over, science has shown that if you write it down, it's like it gets it out and you can move on. You can move away from the situation. So writing it down can be very helpful if you have negative thoughts. The next thing you can do is think about how you can address the situation that is causing the negative thoughts. So oftentimes we are surrounding ourselves with people who are negative, a situation which is negative, a boss, a job, whatever it is. And if you're in a situation that is always negative, you can do your best with some of these tips that I'm going to that I've already given and that I'm going to continue to give, but it may be where you need to step away from that situation because it's creating an experience that you can't escape. So think about the music, the social media, the people, the the media in general that you are surrounding yourself with, and if it is creating negativity. If you follow accounts that make you have negative thoughts, stop following them. It's not worth it. I know that sometimes we think, oh, it's motivation, or she, you know, she has it together, so it makes me want to feel good later. No. If it makes you feel bad, even if it's me, I've said this a hundred billion times, if it makes you feel bad even once or twice, stop following that person because your mental health is more important than you getting that little glimpse or dose of 
um, motivation, which is fleeting. You know motivation is fleeting. It never lasts anyway. And so I would rather you have a positive mental health and focus on and follow people and interact with people that make you feel powerful and strong and capable. And you're going to have a much better outcome and way less negative thoughts and way more positive thoughts. Think about your surroundings and how they are affecting you. The next thing you can do is talk it out. I know it sounds simple, but just like writing it down, sometimes when we have the ability to vent, it helps us hear the words out loud and we can hear, oh, that's actually a little bit skewed. And it's also a great opportunity to reframe our negative thoughts into positive ones. So when we say them verbally, sometimes we can turn around and especially if you have someone you're comfortable with or honestly a therapist, you guys know I'm a big fan of Talkspace. They're an online therapy company. I love them. They're a great option too. So talking to a professional, even a close friend you can trust. But when you say it out loud, once you say the negative thought, practice reframing it into a positive thought of what went well. So obviously that won't always be perfect in every situation. But for an example with my clients, when they write me, well, I only got one workout in instead of five this week and I only, you know, drank this much water and my kids did this and this and this and this. When they say all that, I would like them to reframe and say, but I actually ate more balance this week and I made sure to eat all three meals and snacks and I actually got better sleep this week. I want them to change and think what positive happened. And instantly, if they can cue in a positive thought over the negative, even an email, like when writing an email, I will try to point that out. They can feel some peace and then it helps them go into the next week with a better foot in front of them. And that's the same for you. So in any situation, if you can talk it out and realize that your thoughts might be distorted and stop and evaluate whether they're even accurate, that might be very helpful for you. Because the truth is our minds are very clever and have very persistent ways of convincing us of something that really isn't true. So if we can verbalize it and say it and then talk through it and reframe it and re-say it, we can realize, oh, this isn't correct. My brain is not thinking properly. Remember, when we're thinking negative thoughts, we're not reasoning correctly. We're not thinking appropriately. We're not even able to form correct memories. So if you're thinking negatively and you can say it out loud, you can realize and catch that thought and reevaluate it, which is going to help you find more accuracy. And even if you can think of, you know, someone else, a friend saying those things out loud to you, how you would respond, that might also be helpful. My last suggestion, which of course, you know, I'm going to suggest it because I am all things fitness and health. I love them is exercise. Exercise is honestly a miracle worker. If you literally look into any <laughs> health problem, mental health, physical health, whatever, most of the time they say exercise is helpful for doing that. Exercise helps you increase your dopamine, which we know dopamine is we want more and more and more in our brain, and it helps clear out your cortisol. We know those two are fighting. We need to get the cortisol out to help decrease the negative thoughts and even to help us reach our goals. So that's really, really important. We need to get that out of our heads. And a few minutes of even deliberate breath work, so whether it's yoga or Pilates or even meditation, can be very helpful. Now, those aren't traditional exercise, but even just, you know, having some connection with the body and even body movement are good. So while I say exercise, it's even meditation and breath work and any type of body movement, because if we can disrupt those negative thoughts, then we are going to have a little bit more success. And we really want to get those out of our head. So we need to move more and we need to feel more and we need to connect more to our bodies. And 
that is going to help us clear the negativity. The last thing that I want to leave you with that I want you to think about because I gave you some pretty simple, clear-cut ways to try to change your negative thoughts and try to improve them. But I want you to kind of go through these last questions and I want you to write them down because we've talked about how writing down makes a difference. Write it down or talk it out. Whether you want to talk to someone or write down, I'm all good. But you have to do one or the other with these questions. And I really mean it because I think it's going to help you realize, wow, I am thinking more negatively. I am someone who puts my head down when there's one error, when there's one mistake, when there's one issue that comes up instantly. I tell myself, I'm a failure. I can't do this. I should, I'm not enough. I'm all these things. And your head goes down instantly. I need you to look up. I need you to be proud of yourself. I need you to feel powerful. And you can't do that when you're being negative. So I want you to ask yourself these questions and see what your responses are and how they are affecting you. These questions are actually from Bill Gardner. He is a consulting expert for like teams, for groups of people that are working together, but I feel like they work for an individual super well as well. What do I get from having a negative thought pattern? What's the reward for me with a negative thought pattern? What do I lose by engaging in negative thoughts? What are the costs of negative thoughts? What benefits would I receive from engaging in positive thoughts? What costs are associated with thinking more positively? I am so serious. I want you to write down your responses and think about it and think about what is serving you and what is not serving you and focus on the other. Stop dropping your head. Stop looking down. Stop focusing on the negative. I need you to look up. I need you to be positive and I need you to feel empowered. I know that you can. If this podcast was helpful, I would really appreciate if you would share it on your social media and just help other people realize that this is real. Our negative thoughts are affecting us. I'd love to be tagged. I'd look for them. If you are not subscribed to the podcast already, make sure that you subscribe. Normally, it's at the top right corner. On Apple, that's changed. So you have to click on the three dots at the top and then subscribe. And then the episodes will be automatically downloaded to your phone every single Wednesday so we can chat every week. As always, I love when you give a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. It doesn't really matter. Give a review. It helps the podcast grow. It helps me be able to record more for you so that we can chat more as well. And I really appreciate that. I love you. I honestly mean it. I say it every single week, but I know you are doing better than you think you are. And I mean that. We'll chat next week.